Yo, 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 this is Bernard, a.k.a. This is Spider. And this is Samir, the king in black. You want to share what's so funny with the rest of the class, Bernard? Can I literally say you're probably drinking Kool-Aid and we are the Angry Blurs podcast. Where the nerds are black and the nerds are angry. What does Kool-Aid have? To, why is that so funny? What if I was drinking Kool-Aid? I don't know. It'd just be funnier. I'm drinking a root beer. I guess. All right. You going to say your part? I did. You did? You said when the nerds are black, when the nerds are angry? Yeah, you're not an active listener. Probably why you're single. Oh, wow. No, I'm not an active listener because my back is in pain. I hope I still got some of those muscle relaxers. <clears throat> All right. So, it's been going on for almost a month now. Let's get into it. The writer's strike and the actor's strike. Mainly, we're going to be talking about the actor's um, side of things. So... Black Mirror actually came into fruition last year. So with the episode, Joan is awful. Because during the filming of WandaVision, they reportedly scanned the backgrounds, uh, actors and faces so they can uh, create digital replicas. And the actors did not give permission because they didn't know what was going on. So this is actually from NPR. Um, Alexandria Rubakia was told by the production crew to report to a tractor trailer. So dozens of other background actors were wrangled at the same site where one by one they were told to stand in front of a series of cameras on metal rigs behind glass. She said they were told to have your hands out, have your hands in, look this way, look that way, let us see your scared face, let us see your surprised face. So yeah, so she said that the actors had their faces and body scanned for about 15 minutes each. And then their digital replicas were created. Hey, 15 minutes. Yeah, and they were never told how or if the digital avatar would be used on screen. And if it's used, they might never know. So, yeah, uh, Disney has not made a comment. And just so you know, background actors usually make a minimum of $187 a day. So, peanuts. Yes. I mean, but some people do make a living off of doing background acting. Well, if it's a side thing. No, I mean, like, it would be like a part-time job, but then, you know, they're also doing other stuff, like some of waiters and waitresses, some do Uber, things of that nature. But, yeah, man, I'm just like, come on, man. Dude, what got me was, um, damn, who, what show was it? It was it was a hit show on Netflix, like, and, and like, right after the show was done, the person had to go back, and they were, they were an EP. Like, that's how effed up the, sk- the pay scale is. Like, they wrote on the show and they were an executive producer, and they still ended up doing Lyft after the show was over because of the money dried up like ASAP. I'm sure, I can't remember what show it was, but it was it was a big one on Netflix. I don't think it was Orange is New Black, but Orange is New Black, they did have issues with some of the some of the side characters and things like that. They had issues even finding transportation and, mm-hmm. and for, to even get to set to, to work because of how low the pay was. Mm. All right. So, you know, during all of this, uh, Will Wheaton, who we all might know uh, uh, as the young, what, what, I don't remember his uh, designation on Next Generation. Isn't he like the bridge commander or something? No, that was Riker, dude. Oh, Wesley that's Riker. Crusher? Yeah, that's right. Let me that's look right. This up real quick. I did not watch. I did not watch that much of Next Generation. My entry into Star Trek was uh, uh, D Space Nine and Voyager. 
I mean, you up here talking about man, he was a bridge jump. Come on, man, stop it. All right. Let's see what his rank was. Uh, engineering officer. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, played by Will Wheaton. So, Will Wheaton, you know, I'm, I'm starting to notice a trend here when it comes to, you know, young kids in Hollywood. It's mainly the white parents that take your money. All right, because uh, Jason Weaver. Nope, uh, not true. Not true. I said you mainly. Can. Oh. Mainly. Okay, because who were you going to say? Uh, Judy from uh, uh, Fame Matters. Her parents screwed her over. Well, her parents screwed her over. I don't know if they took all of her money. They yeah. got out of pocket because they, they, they tried to get her more. Yeah, they pulled the Terrence Howard. Yeah. So she went up them stairs and never came back. <laughs> they just, oops, <laughs> what happened to Judy? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who? Who Judy? Ain't no Judy here. But yeah, so Will Wheaton said that his parents nearly stole all of his salary from his entire childhood of being on uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. And let's see how long he was actually on there for a second. God damn shame. Oh, he was in the film? He was in Nemesis as well? And he appeared on uh, Picard? No, hopefully he emancipated himself by then. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was an adult by then. All right. So let's go to Will Wheaton's filmography. All right, here we go. TV shows and appearances. 85 episodes from 87 to 94. Hmm. So, seven years worth of money. So, they took all of that money, didn't put it in the trust fund or a little percentage of it or nothing. So, he said... He, he working his ass off and they over there buying boats to shut. Bro, why do you just think everybody want a boat? I don't know. I don't want a boat. Boats are terrible. Yeah, we already did this. Okay, we named an episode you boat shaming people. Stop boat shaming people. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, he said his Star Trek residuals were all he had, and they kept him afloat for two decades while he rebuilt his life. Dang. Yes. So, I mean, good grief. Guys, if you have kids and you and they want to be famous, don't spend all the money. No, do what the, do what the Olsen twins' parents did. Put the invest, save, and and you know let it accumulate so they can use it when they get older. Yes, and let, let they buy. I'm pretty sure, but they probably kept like maybe ten percent or something. Because I don't know if they I did mean, anything. I, yeah. I, I, I'm under the impression they kept they, they they let them keep all their money until they were adults. Yeah, I mean, like they 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 manage their money well, which is why the Olsen twins are still wealthy to this day, and they even got Elizabeth in on it. And we don't. I mean, did they get Elizabeth on it, or she did it on her own? She I mean, probably decided later, and then I, her sisters. They, her parents probably kind of shoehorned her into all the mob. Remember they, when they were doing all those uh, Olsen twin movies, like New yeah. York Minute, and like the there, ones that went straight to DVD. There sure was definitely one of those. No, there was definitely a, a really old video that was straight to VHS about something the Olsen twins were doing, and they were talking about how they how their little sister's annoying. That was her. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I want to feel. I feel like that was on the set of New York Minute. No, it was. They were. They were. They were like six. So okay, and, and so Liz was, was like three. Yeah, Liz, no, Liz was like three. It was. It was. It was around that time. Yeah, so like, it, was, it had to be Full House because you got to remember, dude. They didn't do anything standalone until like they pretty much got older. Because then they did two of a kind when Full House ended, and that's when they started doing all them damn. Uh, no, 
what was the, oh crap? I can't remember that movie. Me and my wife watched one recently because she likes nostalgia. So See, I had she, no, was, she was in one movie that they did for TV. It was called How the West Was Fun. That came oh out god. in '94. Yeah. Oh god, these Olsen twin movies. Yeah, man. And back then, that's when they were eight. They're the same age as us. As us. Yeah, they are. Old yet? Nope. But yeah. So. All right. So. As far as you know, some more strike news goes. Everyone's least favorite CEO, David Zaslav. He ain't throwing. He ain't throwing. There's a lot of shitty CEOs out there. No, but he's the least. Okay, because this is why. So he said the strike saved more than $100 million in quarter two. But he also hopes that the negotiations um, resume very soon. So you like, yeah, the strike helped us save money due to the fact that the flash bombed. And, you know, we lost 1.9 million subscribers when we transferred over to Max. But let's get let's 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 resume uh, negotiations. So make it make sense. Because it just basically seemed like, hey, man, y'all doing us a favor. That's what it sounded like to me. Look, you can't be a good person and a CEO at the same time. It, just, it don't it don't often compute. Yeah. But yeah, so he also said we're in the business of storytelling. Our goal is to tell great stories and stories with the power to entertain. And when we're at our best, inspire with stories that come to life on the big screen and the small yeah, and he also said we cannot do any of that without the entirety of the creative community, the great creative community, without the writers, directors, editors, producers, actors, and the whole below-the-line crew. Our job is to enable and empower them to do their best work. We're hopeful that all sides will get back on the negotiation in the, the negotiating room soon, and that these strikes get resolved in a way that the writers and actors feel that they are fairly compensated and their efforts and contributions are fully valued. So it wasn't him, but it was one of the other guys from the big five that said, yo, we just going to wait this out until, you know, people start losing their houses. Look, I'm like, just pay them their money. I want to see Arcane season two. If I don't get Arcane season two, someone's getting cut. All right. That's it. Someone's getting stabbed if I don't get to see Arcane season two. You ain't going to cut nobody. Bitch, if I don't get Arcane season two, you going to find out. Stop the cap. Wow, am I going to see you on the news? You're going to see something. They're going to ask me where you hit the bodies. I'm going to show you where you hit the bodies. Where's season two at? How about that? Yeah, you can see the bodies. Ah, uh, damn, man. I forgot I was supposed to be drinking on this episode. This episode 150. Is it? Okay, why, is that what I'm doing? Am I drinking to the episode 150? I mean, I usually try to drink like every 50 episodes. <sighs> there you go. See? It, it now, burns now, going now. down. Man, it burns going funny. down. Shut up. But yeah, so... Ah, get ready to have all of your content stretched out because, like we said, look, this will give me a chance to catch up. Okay, on what? Uh, backed up movies, uh, some TV shows, and a whole lot of comic books. But you just consistently playing Diablo. I have a problem, Bernard, and I will thank you not to shame me because of my addiction. Don't be no, toxic. No, your problem is you suck at time management. And we've Listen, already had this discussion. Diablo 4 has me hard, okay? What did he say? Speaking, speaking, of, ha, speaking of which, um, we should talk about uh, some of the uh, patch notes they released on uh, 
uh, patch 1.1. 1. 1, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a patch. the most recent patch. God damn. Yeah. So it's, 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 so I'm going to give a, a, cur- a cursory thing because you can look at the patch notes in detail. But essentially, they just walked back a lot of the uh, changes that made people angry in the first patch. So a lot of the, uh, uh, changes and, um, and alterations were met with a lot of criticism. And, and people since, were having issues saving their game. Uh, I didn't hear about that. I just heard Oh, wait, no, that was Baldur's Gate. Sorry. Yeah, no, we'll get to that in a second. So, uh, yeah, so essentially the uh, the devs said they implemented a uh, a kiss-curse methodology with the, uh, with the um, patch where basically they would improve something and lessen it somewhere else to balance the game out. So because that was met with so much uh, derision and ire from the fan base, they decided to just remove some of the uh, the decreases and the uh, nerfs and just kept all the benefits. So one of class in particular, one I was playing, which I noticed was was having some problems, was uh, Sorcerer. And uh, now they have a lot more benefits and, uh, and increases. Like, for instance, the Hydra skill... Uh, Normally, it would be uh, two extra Hydra heads, but it's less time. Now it's more time, actually, and two extra heads. So that's just one thing they they did. Also, they uh, they gave a lot of buffs to the uh, Chain Lightning build. So they want to basically increase more build diversity. The Druid and the Barbarian, they had a lot of uh, early game problems where it was really hard to level from 1 to 50. And then they got really good later game, but they fixed that and they made it more streamlined uh, experienced from one to a hundred, so that's good. And they buffed a lot of the uh, gear, and um, and uh, it, 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 hopefully this is just gonna you know smooth the game out and make it a lot more enjoyable and uh, balanced going forward. So I'm excited to keep playing the game and enjoy it. Yeah, want to go to chopping art? How about no? Because I finally started Hogwarts Legacy. And I literally just, you bought it on the great market. So it's in your Ooh. library. Ah, uh, my back. Fuck. So, um, yeah, I just skipped over Crisis Core. I'm like, Final Fantasy, what? Crisis, who? You should have gone back and played Crisis Core. Sounds good, but now I'm, I'm having a lot of fun playing Hogwarts Legacy. Like, you not, not for long. That game is stale as hell, dude. I mean, see, unlike you, I like to do all the side stuff, so I've been doing a lot of side stuff. And the side stuff is stale as hell. In between main missions, so your boy is already at level 17, and he just started on Sap. Okay, I think I quit around level 30. It's just, it wasn't hitting it, man. I'm just saying, that game is tone dev. No. Look, we are not the same, okay? Yeah, you're right. I don't support racial discrimination. You're a quitter. Yeah, I quit because of racial discrimination. I'm sorry. I wanted to, I wanted to back the goblins, not try to stomp out their rebellion, sir. All right. Was it a rebellion or was it total domination? No, it's a rebellion. They wanted rights and they weren't getting it. All righty. And they, what are rights at? You you saw the movies. Where were the rights in the movie, Bernard? They should have kept raging until they got their rights. That hey, game. Well, guess what? They pretty much cut all that out of Prisoner of Azkaban. So. You gotta blame Warner Brothers for that, cause don't forget, Hermione started that whole coalition for the. Yeah, but she Hermione. shouldn't have. She shouldn't have to. hundred years later, that means they still don't have rights. Hey, hey, what? Hey, what? Hey, what? You got dang. What? What you gotta say? They, huh? they gave up. 
They didn't give up. They were stomped down. Hey, somebody got to get back up and fight. And nobody did. All right. So, speaking of fighting, my right foot is asleep. <laughs> That's not where I was going, but okay. We're here now, so <laughs> screw it. Um, one of my favorite actors. I mean, can I call him a favorite actor? I mean, I don't think I've really seen that much. Stephen Amell. He yeah. sold out. He sold out. Okay, so. Huh? We're not going to do that because. We're not going to do what? You're just going to straight up call the man a sellout? So listen, uh, the angry blurs are going to make it a personal statement at this very moment. We are pro-strike. We want them to get paid their due. Okay? Strike. All right? We are with you. Okay? Now, what does Stephen Miller have to say to that? He's not with them? No. Hmm? He actually said. He don't approve of striking? <sighs> you going to let me finish? Go ahead. Go ahead. You going to keep cutting me off? Stop doing the bobblehead stuff. <laughs> So, while Stephen Amell said he does support SAG um, after and the writer's guild, he said he did not support uh, striking. All right. So, he actually said this at a comic convention. And once again, no, I don't don't think he got booed. But you can't say things like this and say, oh, you know, I wish it was kept private. Sir, sir, you said it at a QA. and a Everyone's going to be recording you. Now, I still have a live stream of a Q&A from Florida Supercon from, like, maybe 2015 with, uh, like, the people from Marvel. So it was Dan Slott, Mark Bagley, blah, 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 blah. But that's neither here nor there. So he actually had to clarify it because, uh, you know, everybody was going in on. Yeah, I bet. Samir, Samir. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're in the red again. Shut the fuck up. All right. So people were literally just dropping comments like, you have failed your guild. <laughs> with a little <laughs> bow and arrow emojis. Yeah, he deserves it. All right. So he actually said, he made a post on Instagram that said, please read below. You know, I'm going to screenshot it. So, you know, if y'all want to read alongside with me, y'all can do that. So he said, please read below as I thought it was important to clarify comments I made this weekend. Oh, shit, man. How many got... Okay. Okay. All right. He wrote a lot, but I'm going to try to read it all. Understandably, there's been a lot of reaction to the comments I made this weekend about our strike. To ensure there's no misunderstanding about my thoughts and intentions, I'm providing what I actually said and clarify slash context to ensure my feelings weren't unintentionally misinterpreted. We all know sound bites can be taken out of context, and I have too much respect for my fellow member... Uh, fellow union members, not to clarify the record. And that is true. Sound bites can be taken out of context all the time. Sure. All right. So what I actually said, one, I support my union. I do. And I stand with them. This doesn't need much clarity. My support is unconditional and I stand with them. Two, what I actually said, I do not support striking. I don't. But this means in full context, I understand fundamentally why we're here. My off the cut cuff use of the word support is clearly contradictory to my true feelings and my empathic support that I stand with my union. Of course, okay. I don't like striking. Nobody does, but we have to do what we have to do. All right. What I said, three, I think it is a reductive negotiating tactic and I find the entire thing incredibly frustrating. In full context, I'm an actor and I was speaking um, for over an hour. All right. 
I emote, but I certainly don't think these issues are simple. Our leadership has an incredibly complicated job, and I'm grateful for all that they do. Despite some of my terrible early acting work, I assure you, I am not a robot from an intellectual perspective. I understand why we are striking, but that doesn't mean it isn't emotionally frustrating on many levels for all involved. What I said for, damn, Stephen, why are you writing paragraphs? I think, <laughs> I think that thinking as it pertains to shows like the show that I'm on, uh, why do you wrote that, that twice, that I'm on that predetermined last night, I think is my outfit. But I meant nothing about the strike is funny, but I may self-deprecate for a moment. I have no clue what I was trying to say here. And who says, I think that thinking. Perhaps it was an um, inarticulate shout out to our crew and cast who mean the world to me. I'm simply sad that we don't have a chance to celebrate a show that all of us figuratively, and I literally broke my back for it. Don't do the Mike Tyson shit. All right. As I said from the jump, I want to ensure that my thoughts and intentions are not misconstrued. The situation reminds. Oh, see, you, you forgot a word. This situation reminds me of the proverb, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, which apparently after reading a limited amount of the commentary is a place many of you would like me to visit. Damn. <laughs> However, at, the, at least for the foreseeable future, I choose to stand with my union. When you see me on the picket line, please don't whip any hard fruit. Steven. All right. So if he's actually going to join the picket line, yes. I can sit there. Fine. Boy misspoke. Okay. No, he didn't misspoke. He said what he said, but he had to clarify it because people took it out of context. He was basically saying that it was pretty clear initially. No, he literally because once again, we only heard a 30 second to a minute soundbite. So they cut it off where he basically said all this in public. Once again, people well, are pushing there. It's like, oh, Green Arrow don't fuck with people no more, huh? You don't. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad he clarified it though. And um, yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, he needed to because that that first little uh, post when I saw, oh, oh shoot, you know, messed up. Why would you say that right now? I was like, oh snap, he about to get canceled. He's Canadian. He can't get canceled. Shoot. I mean, he definitely canceled Canadian. You Drake about to get canceled right now. Why? Because he got chicks with 36 double G's throwing their bras on stage? No. He be, I'm just saying, he got a, he got a very sus, uh, uh, some sus practices. What are you talking about? Um, literally stealing from every single island style of music? Yeah, I get it. You know, uh, Canadian, uh, Canada, I was referring to his, I was referring to his fraternization with underage girls. Oh, we talking about the Millie Bobby Brown shit again? And Billy Oz. No, yeah. I mean, so, I'm going to give Drake a little bit of grace with that because he ain't never meet up with them girls. And he did not, and he just chatted with them. Yeah, Nothing talked, untowards. And, he, and talked, he talked to Billy about music. And yes, and to my knowledge... He was a fan of her own Stranger Things. Yeah, to my knowledge, uh, Billy's mom is pretty much over her shoulder all the time anyway, so I don't think anything was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like but with that being said, he was he was definitely almost got canceled. Canadian, I know people was about to get the pitchforks. Yeah, that sounds good, but ain't no backlash coming from that. If anything, more people should backlash Drake for his use of the horrible West Indian accent. Come on, bro, no one liked that whole. Oh, was it more like where you tried to go, you know, Afro beats and stuff like that? No one liked that album. 
No one liked your last three albums, honestly. But then you get on a freestyle, and now you got turned into a meme. Combination. Stop it. Drake, you're from Canada, okay? Your mother's Jewish. Your father's from Texas. Stop it. But yeah, so I'm just glad Stephen Amell was able to um, clarify his um, comments. And uh, to the people who keep saying, oh, his brother is a better actor, dumbasses. Robbie Amell is not his brother. That is his cousin, okay? Uh, cousin. Do they look similar? They do, but, you know, they're um, paternal cousins. So they're fathers, our brothers. So they kind of got that same head shape and um, chin and jawline. But yeah, so I'm glad Stephen has cleared up his comments. Samir? Yes, Bernard. Story? Oh, yes. Uh, so the time has finally come, yeah. and Bernard is happy because this means that we will not be talking that much about Baldur's Gate going forward because it is officially released. With okay. a bunch of bugs. No, there's no bugs. I just told you people were having issues saving it. Yeah, I th- well, they had it. There was a download issue because because of, of the overwhelming uh, amounts yeah, of people trying to. There was a download issue. People couldn't save it. There was some more stuff. Um, I haven't. Let's 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 look at the news currently because I haven't been seeing anything. Yeah, negative I saw, so I saw, far. I saw a list today. This was like another days gone situation. All right, let's see if we can find this real quick. Let's see. Let's see what the news the news says. Uh, All right. I'm looking at Past 300,000 players on PC. Which is good. It's amazing. Okay, hang on. Baldur can't save for some players due to a bug, but there are some solutions. Okay, well... If you're having problems saving or loading in Baldur's Gate, check out the support page. So they immediately popped up and did something. And, uh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, it, like I said, you can't... It's hard to catch all of this stuff, but I don't think it's that much of the, of the player base. Well, hopefully it's not. I mean, honestly, I don't... Think if that's the only thing that's happening, and it's not performance issues, like the game looks like garbage, I think this is fine. Because that's easily patched. What you can't pat, what you can't fix are graphical and performance issues. That shite can tank your whole game. I mean... Yes and no at the same time because okay so we're we're taking it back to to a game that I really I don't know if I want to go back and beat this because this is this is the whole um, Ghost of Tsushima situation. You have an open world game and there's just too much side stuff to do. Days gone. That game had horrible issues at launch, and there was a patch that fixed it on the day of release. Yeah, but people still talk about oh you know I had to wait three hours to download a patch. Uh, that game was bland. That's why no one liked it. What are you talking about? It was an awesome zombie apocalypse game where you're trying to find your wife. It was bland. Stop it. You ain't even played the damn game. It was acceptable. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. People still have nice things to say about Ghost of Tsushima, right? They're still waiting on that on a sequel for that game and for a PC port. That game is well-liked. But, Days Gone, not so much. Hmm. And yes, this and Baldur's Gate is a massive game. I think the devs have said it will be anywhere from seventy-five to a hundred hours if you go on a straight through beelining. I think, and if you're trying to completionist, it is two hundred hours. So yeah, you have a lot to do in that game. Now, Buddy here, you know, because he loves doing side stuff, he's over there running around Hogwarts. Uh, I'm about to say, who the fuck is Buddy? 
you know, the the dude you, that's you, you going to finish that? You know what I'm saying? You got a lot. You got to play Baldur's Gate. You got a lot to do in there. No, because bro, I'm honestly I'm behind on games. I still haven't beat Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. What the story? I still the, haven't the, started Crisis. The Rider Strike. It's fine. You have time. The Rider Strike. I, I got movies to watch as well. I still haven't beat God of War Ragnarok. I was gonna run Kingdom Hearts three back because I've got the uh, DLC. Never started that. Um, you ain't beat Ragnarok yet. We've had this conversation. I'm feeling. I like, keep forgetting. I'm I feeling keep like, forgetting. I'm feeling like Mike Tyson right now. My back is broken. So which one? Which part? What, what, spinal. Honestly, you should. Uh, you should definitely get some bingo on that though. I, I I got some. Um, I've been rubbing it in since I got home. And the game out. is a hundred and twenty-five hours gigs. Oh. Um. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, definitely won't be playing that on my PS5. I definitely have to delete some stuff. Don't you have like a 18 terabyte hard drive in your um I have a no, my solid state is like uh, a terabyte, but my um my storage, my my um my external storage is like yeah, it's like 8 terabytes, but that's not for gaming. It's for storage. Porn, no. Uh so we're going to go ahead and uh <laughs> remove some stuff. All right. What's a remove? What's okay? Mass Effect Legendary Edition can go. All right. Are you really doing that right now, my dude? Yeah, it's your, it's your turn. We're in the middle of a podcast, and I was getting ready to talk. So um, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mass Effect. Yeah. Unfortunately, we do have to give a rest in peace to you know an individual from our childhood, and that is Mr. Paul Rubens. So if you didn't grow up under a rock. Uh, you might know Paul Rubens uh, from Pee Wee's Playhouse, which in- actually introduced us to, you know, the first black Perry White, Larry Fishburne as Cowboy Curtis. All right. And uh, you might also know him from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer film. You might know him from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot he was in Batman Returns. He played uh, Penguin's father. Uh, he was also in Dunstan Checks In. He was the F- he was one of the FBI agents in Matilda. He's also Locke in The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, he was the raccoon in Doctor Doolittle. He was the spleen in Mystery Men. Uh, he was in Blow, uh, Reno Nine One One Miami. Both uh, two of the Smurfs movies. Uh, what is this? Uh, Pee Wee's Big Holiday, which actually came out in twenty sixteen. He also reprised his role as uh, Penguin's father on Gotham. Um, we're not going to hold that against him. He also did voice work on Rugrats, something called the Groovians, which oh, it was a it was a uh, pilot for Cartoon Network that didn't get picked up. Uh, reanimated, uh, which was I believe was a, yeah, that was a Cartoon Network movie. Uh, he also was on Chowder, Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Uh, oh, I forgot he was on Tron Uprising. I missed that show. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, Robot Chicken, the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series, Star Wars Rebels, American so. Dad. He was on the Blacklist, uh, Pen Zero Part Time Hero. I remember that on Disney XD. He was on. A, he was on Legends of Tomorrow. Dibbuk. I gotta look that up. Uh, yeah, and he was more recently on an episode of The Connors, 
did a voice on the Tom and Jerry show and uh, Bob's Burgers as well. So, yeah, we definitely have to give a rest in peace to Mr. Paul Rubens. All right. All right. Well, another um, uh, person who was taken before their time, uh, the Hypersonic Music Club, which is a lost animated short film about seven minutes long, is now online and can be enjoyed by everyone. It is directed by the late Osamu Kobayashi with Mitsume as the designer and it's based on a webcomic written by Patrick Macias. And uh, yeah, just check it out. It's called the Hypersonic Music Club. Just give it, you know, give it some likes. It's out there online, and you know, just take a look. All right, rest in peace, Osamu Kobayashi. He was uh, definitely um, one of the greats. He uh, directed Beck, Mon- Mongolian Chop Shop, which is the the manga slash anime based on a band trying to make it. Really, if you haven't seen Beck, go check out Beck. Paradise Kiss, and um, many others. Uh, he passed away from um, cancer um, at the age of 57. Yeah, you cut me off before I got to say Paul Rubens' cause of death. Oh. It was also cancer. And, yes. Uh, he actually, uh, he had his attorney write up a uh, a statement before he passed on Sunday. So he said... Oh, we're reading the statement? Yes. He said, please accept my apology for not going public with what I've been facing the past six years. I've always felt a huge amount of love and respect for my friends, fans, and supporters. I have loved you all and I have loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. And hello, um, this was from his lawyer. He said, Paul asked that any expressions of, of sympathy be made in honor of his late parents, Judy and Milton, uh, Milton Rubenfield, to, um, also to stand up to cancer or organizations involved in dementia and Alzheimer's uh, care, support and research. So yeah, that sucks, bro. I was actually um, I was actually on a deep dive um, back when I still had Netflix, and I was watching the uh, the Pee Wee Herman uh, show, and I actually wanted to watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee was the only reason why I wanted a, a beach cruiser. So it wasn't Debo; it was Pee Wee. I wanted the I wanted a bright red beach cruiser. Who wanted to be Debo? Because Debo rolled up, bro. I mean, people wanted to be Debo. What did they? A few people I know. Do you know some crappy people? I know. I need better friends, Bernard. I mean, I don't know them people no more. <laughs> but yeah, so we have to say uh, rest in peace to those two individuals. Did you post that uh, in the uh, chat about the guy? Because I didn't. Osama Kobayashi? Yes. Yeah, it says it's right there. Did you saying that like I can see you on your screen? Because I don't see it. It okay. Hang on. It's Is it the, from last week? It's in the group chat. I'm looking in the chat. Okay, the, the one that the post by Katsuki, Katsuka, Kotaku. No, it's not Kotaku. Hang on. I see Polygon, IGN. Oh, there we go. Found it. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I just needed to copy and paste his name, but um. So, uh, I'm going to get into my next story. So, one of my favorite writers just randomly up and disappeared. And sometimes that happens with writers. Like, they'll leave, like, one of the big two companies. So, they'll leave, like, Marvel or DC and just go work on a bunch of indie stuff. Like, Ed Brubaker hasn't been at Marvel for, like, almost a decade. And he's working on, like, a bunch of indie creator-owned stuff. Oh, yeah. Hey, Ed Brubaker is pretty awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Donnie Cates 
who is actually one of my favorite writers within like the past five years of Marvel. So he was actually writing Hulk. Um, uh, he wrote Thor. He wrote um, Thanos. I want to say he was. I feel like he wrote Scarlet Spider when it was King's book when King was in Texas. I can't remember. But yeah, and he's also working on an independent book, um, which alongside Ryan Stegman. Um, so it's called, uh, it was actually two books called Crossover and uh, Vanish. But yeah, so um, he actually showed up at San Diego Comic Con this past weekend. And people said, yo, where you been at, man? And um, all right. So apparently Donny Case was in a very horrific car accident which caused him to lose the past six months of his life. Dang. Yeah. So, yeah, he said he was in the backseat of the car uh, pulling off the highway when we were hit by a truck from behind, sending my head not just into the middle console, but also my open laptop. The result always shattered my oval socket, sliced my head open like a grape, and caused not an insignificant amount of bleeding on the brain. So, yeah, for me, I was in the car heading to the airport, then boom kind of teleported to the hospital ER with no real idea of what the hell happened or who I was. And he's like, yeah, it's been a weird year. And um, he actually said that, you know, he did have a stutter, but now it's more pronounced. Um, and he's still going through rehab. And um, apparently he also got divorced in the, in the middle of this. God damn. So, so yeah. Did she divorce him because of the accident, or was it just happening already? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this right now. Uh, yeah, it's an automobile accident. Like I said, uh, they saw the scars. This was uh, when he was talking to Bleeding Cool. But yeah, so yeah, like I said, he doesn't remember the last six months. Um, like I said, he said he used to have a stutter, but it's more pronounced. But yeah. Um. Yeah, it doesn't say, like, why he got divorced. But, yeah, man, um, I definitely want to wish Donnie Cakes a speedy recovery. I know you're still going through it, and this sucks, unfortunately. But, you know, all we can do is wish you the best, and um, I hope to read some more of your writing soon. Oh, yeah, he wrote Guardians of the Galaxy as well more recently. and um, But, yeah, so, guys, check out some of his books. So, like, I've only read his Marvel stuff, so he's written Thanos. Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Ghost Rider, um, uh, Scarlet Spider. I said another one, didn't I? And I can't remember what it was. I'm going to go to his uh, bibliography real quick on um, Wikipedia. And it's the way my memory is set up sometimes. It sucks. That's what happens when you read too many comic books. All right. So... Uh, he actually wrote God Country. He wrote, uh, well, he he wrote a book uh, called Redneck for Image. Like I said, Crossover, Vanish. Uh, he wrote Star Trek Deviations, which was a one-shot. Uh, he wrote Captain America, Steve Rogers with Nick Spencer. Captain America, Sam Wilson with Nick Spencer. I guess this was during the whole um, Tesseract situation. Uh, Doctor Strange, Damnation. Thanos. Uh, he started that book uh in 2018 uh venom i forgot he wrote venom cosmic ghost rider death of the inhumans no 
Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 5, Silver Surfer Black, Absolute Carnage, uh, Thor Volume 6. Uh, he wrote the uh, Fortnite uh, Marvel crossover, King and Black, Wolverine, Black, White, and Blood Issue 3, and Hope Volume 5. But yeah, so definitely got to wish uh, Donnie a speedy recovery. And apparently he did not write Scarlet Spider. So let's take that one off of his um, bibliography. I would definitely have to look that up. But yeah, so. And he is only 38 years old. Samir? Bernard? Do you have a story prepared for us, sir? So, apparently Nintendo uh, is reportedly uh, has plans to release its next-gen console during Rumors. the second half of... I said reportedly. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. Jeez. Ber- I, I okay. apologize. Call anyway, yeah, during the uh, second half of uh, 2024. So, I'm just like... First off, there's no they. You would think they would have uh, presented it by now, but you know, I don't, I'm I'm excited to see what this is going to be, and I, I'm curious to see where they're going to go with this. And uh, I want the specs ASAP. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. It was Chris Shields who wrote Scarlet Spider. So here's the thing with Nintendo: they are always one step behind the competition. It's more than one step. I'm trying to be, you know, graceful. This is almost. I'm, this is two two full steps. If you're talking about just the uh, the switch, it is is two full steps <laughs> because it wasn't even at the level of the PS4 and the Xbox One. Yeah, think about that. Like I said, I was trying to be graceful. So and then the PS5 and Xbox Series X nigga, are at least and bounds better than the uh, the previous series. You gonna you gonna keep cutting me off? Maybe huh? keep going. All right, so. When we got into the, I don't know what generation we're on, but let's say a decade, two decades ago, when the Xbox 360 and the PS3 came out, the Wii was released. It was not an HD, people. It literally had a 480p resolution. So yes. while everybody else was was kind of operating at 720 and on the verge of 1080, we still got squares with Nintendo. And then when the PS4 and the Xbox One came out, you know, Nintendo finally stepped their game up and was like, we're, hey, we're, in, we're in the ninth generation of games. Okay, so so when the eighth generation came around, um, Nintendo was like, hey guys, we have 1080. And yeah, um, by then, PlayStation and Xbox were pretty much like, yeah, we're already trying to step up to 4K, so no one wants the Wii U. I only think I knew like one person who had a Wii U. Samir, do you know anybody who had a Wii U? I mean, I had one. You had a Wii U? Oh, yeah, you did have a Wii U. That's right, because we played Super Smash Brothers that one time. All right. And so now What's we're... on that thing? I don't know. I don't remember any games I played on. That was a, Wii, that was a Smash Bros. machine. Yeah. God dang it. That's all Nintendo's good for. I mean, that's how they keep getting me. Like, I bought a 3DS just to play Super Smash Bros. I'm like, no, Nintendo's not getting any of my money. Bro, I got like 15 games on the Switch, and I still just go back to Smash Brothers. But some of them are duplicates that I have on the PS4. Um... So then, you know, we're in the world of 4K and whatnot, and Nintendo's like, hey, guys, um, we know you missed the Game Boy. We know you missed the 3DS. But we also know, you know, you want something very similar to the Wii. So, so within here's the, the Switch. <laughs> yeah, so pause for a second. I'm sorry. So within the eighth generation, we had the Wii U, but we also had the Switch. Yes. As well. 
and the 3DS and the PS Vita. Yes. I want a Vita. Don't know why, but I want one. I mean, you can probably get one. Yeah, but here's the problem. Yeah, but here's the problem with Sony and their handheld devices. They always try to screw people over as far as the memory goes because they made their own memory cards. So there's tons of it online. Yeah, but I will like one with like, you know, a lot of storage because I do plan on hacking it. So, you know, I mean, I'm going to be stuck with like, what, maybe 64 gigs? Bro, just get a handheld PC if you ask what you want to hack. I mean, seriously, at this point, just get one. I was, but no, I mean, I did want one. I don't want to just get a Steam Deck. I, do I look like I got Steam Deck money? You got you got PS Vita money. That thing is a paperweight. And yeah, I can get a used Vita for probably thirty to fifty bucks. Hell no, you can't. Have you looked at the price for that? I can go on Shop Goodwill right now and probably see if I can find a PS man. You, know you lying? Okay, let me, let me go check real quick. Shop Amazon Google. right now. PS Vita Wi-Fi version two forty nine. Right. Okay, it has not even dropped in price. It is still $249. I'm sorry, $294. Yeah, I'm just seeing a bunch of games. I see Gravity Rush, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Oh, here's one right now, $26. Yeah, see if it stays that way. Also, in good condition, it's in. Like, yeah, it's, it's in good it. condition. I'll send you it. probably dropped a bunch. Here's another one, uh, $47. It doesn't come with a charger, so that's all you got to find. Uh, another one for $86. Another one for $81. <laughs> I don't shirt. trust. I don't trust none of those. Um, but they'll tell you if there's something but wrong with it. Like, for example, I'm looking at one right now. It's nine ninety nine. Comes with a sixteen gig memory card. You can get a new one. Repair only. You can get a new one for two hundred and nine dollars on eBay. Yeah, no, I'm too busy trying to buy um, um, old Savage Garden albums and stuff like that. I must increase my collection. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see if they actually come out with a new system next year. They're going to call it the Switch Plus. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, all right, let me go ahead and get to my next story. Well, oh, yeah, um, a small bit of news. I got to give a congratulations to one of my favorite comic book writers of all time. Uh, Me and Samir went and met him at SuperCon, uh, I mean, Paradise City Comic Con 2016 or so. Dan Slot. About, yeah. Yeah, he is officially engaged. So congratulations to him. He said today was the best day ever. She said yes. And everyone's like, oh, so since you're writing Spider-Man, does this mean you're getting Peter and MJ back together? It's like, no, I'm good with him dating Felicia and MJ can be with Paul. Yeah, let it stay that way. Titles too. They suck. But yeah, so congratulations to Dan. All right. We're going to save all that Fantastic Four news for later. All right. Nah, that's it now. I mean, after my next story, fool, I was skimming past stuff. So, did you ever watch the Happy Death Day movies written by your favorite yes. comic book writer, Scott, Scott Lobdell? He wrote those? Yep. Okay. He's my favorite. <laughs> I can't stand... I mean, okay, I, I guess I can trust him. Samir. Sarcasm, I guess Samir. I can trust him with the movie, but I, I, I cannot forget what he did to those characters. That was so disrespectful. But go on. So Christopher Landon, who directed, I believe, both Happy Death Day movies. Let me double check this real quick. It appears that he will be uh, directing Scream 7. Okay. 
I mean, did you watch Scream 6? I, it's on the list. Ah, no, that's right. We didn't review it because somebody didn't watch it. Okay. Oh, yeah. He also directed Freaky. With uh, Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn. Wait, no, no, no. Bro, he's Michael Landon's son? Oh, from the Little House on the Prairie? What's, what's that, Michael? What's that, Michael? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say Highway to Heaven. But, yeah. Did not know that. But yeah, so he directed. Uh, oh, he wrote Disturbia. Okay. The movie with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Very mm. classic. He also wrote Paranormal Paranormal Activity two, three, four, the Mark one. He also wrote Scout's Guide to, um, to Survival of the Apocalypse. Okay, that was actually good. Yeah, like I said, he, uh, he directed Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You, uh, Freaky. He is going to be a producer. Oh, this already came out. My best friend's exorcism. Yeah, he produced. I that. heard about that actually. And, and uh, he wrote and directed your favorite movie, Samir. We have a ghost. God, that movie was awful. He wrote that shit. Wrote and directed it. Good God, what was he thinking? That movie was terrible. I don't know. Maybe Netflix got involved and just started the. I don't know. That movie was trash. And the the, the crazy part is. It had the bones of a good movie in there. It just—it's crazy. The movie would have been better if they pulled the ghost plot out, like completely. If they made it about a kid moving to a new town, befriending the next door girl, possibly striking a romance, maybe not just friendship, and then him reconnecting with his father, it, that would have been fine. A very nice coming of age story. Didn't need to do anything else. This whole ghost nonsense was terrible. I'm like, yo, man. David Harbour, I don't know what he was doing in that movie. He was just having fun because he didn't speak, right? No, he didn't really speak, but it's like it looked, it was just dumb. Look, man, it was maybe, awful. Maybe he owed somebody at Netflix a favor. I don't maybe know, he owed man. Christopher Landon a favor. I don't know, but yeah. I, I, my, my wife made me watch it. It was terrible. It'd be funny if she just came in right now. Made you watch, made, made you watch what? <laughs> I, I'll tell her right that terrible ghost movie. You don't remember it, all right? Freaking having memory loss, and I like I get stuck with the movie, but she she gets to she gets to go away with it. Okay, I'm gonna tell her that too. No, it's not fair. All right. So let's get into Marvel's first family, Fantastic Four. So a lot of rumors have been swirling around. Some of it's true. I mean, honestly, we don't know what's true. We don't know what's not true. All we know I is I think Jack some of these are cool, uh, true. All of, all we know is Jack Please said, yeah, guys, thanks for the fan casting, but I'm not Reed Richards. Or did he say Johnny Storm? He just said, I ain't in it, <laughs> basically. I think he said Johnny Storm, which I think that would have been a bad cast. I like Jack Quaid, but I think the guy they have rumored currently is better. All right, Joseph Quinn is currently rumored to play Johnny Storm at the moment. I feel like Joseph Quinn is too old. No, he's not that old. He's what thirty? Yeah. If anything, we should get somebody who's. But he looks twenty. No, he doesn't. He's twenty nine. He looks twenty one. No, he doesn't. Look, some makeup magic, he'll be fine. Bro, he didn't even look twenty nine in Stranger Things. Nah, man, it's fine. It's it's the whole um, it's 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 the whole illusion of getting older people to play teenagers. Like, once we hit a certain age, we like, nah, that's a grown man. 
Like I can't go back and look at Smallville and think Tom Wilson. We're not. That's the thing. Though, that's the thing. Though we're not casting him. The character isn't a teenager. He might have been a teenager no. in the comic. Yes, that's what I'm saying. We need to get somebody. But he's with, not going to be a teenager though. He's going to be in his early twenties at best. I know for a fact they're not going to have uh, him as a teenager in that movie. He can be 18. Dude, Chris Evans wasn't a teenager. I know, but I'm saying we can get somebody uh, who's like in their early to mid-20s, so then this way he can actually be friends with Spider-Man and we don't got to worry about somebody being older than him because Peter and Johnny are basically the same age. He's not going to have... They're not going to have that, though. We don't know that. That's what I want. Ain't we talking about what we want? That's what you want, but that's not what's going to happen. You don't know that. In that case, then they can't... They already, uh, uh, Vanessa Kirby is reportedly Sue Storm, and she's going to be the star of the movie. And quite frankly, I'm here for it because I'm a huge fan of Vanessa Kirby. But yet, you didn't watch Mission Impossible. Um, it's on the list. Um, Dead Reckoning Part One. Yeah, so he's on the list. Yeah, guys, that's why we didn't watch Dead Reckoning. I mean, that's why we didn't review Dead Reckoning because it's on the list. We, we we had some creative differences for a couple weeks because certain someone doesn't like Barbie and is, is and he's a very boring person who doesn't want to watch Barbie. And that's where we're at right now. So we didn't review Barbie because of a certain somebody who will remain nameless. Oh, uh, I don't think I need to remain nameless. I already told my disdain about that movie. Yeah, I know. Multiple one times. Of, one I of the highest grossing films this year. It okay. pulled a billion by this okay. weekend. All right. Okay. And you like, okay, okay. Don't sit there and say you like film and don't want to sit there and shit on one of the best movies of the year. That's why I keep arguing with you. Once again, Samir, I didn't shit on it. I just said I had no interest in it. Why yeah, that's what I'm that? shitting on it. No, no, that's not. You brought it up. You brought that, it up. No, you brought it up. No, that just means I'm indifferent on it. I don't care. I the point it, is, and I the, literally the said issue I wish is, all the success. The issue is we should form I, an opinion about it. That's what I was trying to tell you. We oh should have formed an opinion about it and said something about it, Bernard. All right? That's all I'm saying. You didn't have to like the movie. You could have hated it, but articulate why you didn't hate it. And so that's I gotta, say you didn't... And, so yes, sh- yes, Bernard. Yes, Bernard. We have a podcast. We let's no. talk about movies. So I got to okay. shell out fifteen dollars for a movie that I yes, have. bitch, you broke <laughs> bastard. Yes. <laughs> so I got to shell out fifteen dollars for a movie I vehemently said I have no interest in seeing. So yes, I don't it's, say it's the biggest movie of the year. Yes, and so is Oppenheimer. But hey, no, Oppenheimer is probably one of the most highest rated movies of the year. This one's making the most money. Also, it's highly rated too. The point is, you got two movies here, but we also don't do biopics. We don't do um, uh, uh, historical biopics. That is not our podcast. Unless Barbie it's is based up. off of somebody. Unless it's based off of somebody in nerd culture. And once again, Barbie isn't nerd culture. Sure it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Nerds wow. collect shit. Nerds collect things, Bernard. Okay. So, because but, nerds collect things, that makes it nerd culture. So, if yes. you did a Beanie Baby movie, we got to watch that. Kinda, yeah. Hey, guess if, what? If it, if it, nah, if it slaps, what? yes. Hey, if it slaps, yes. Hey, 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 guess what, bitch? That's on Apple Plus right now. No, wait, the B Baby uh is it a movie or is it a documentary? It's a movie. Okay, I'm down. Shut up, I'm not watching that. Come <laughs> on, I'm down. Yeah, man, we can watch a Beanie Baby movie. But no. And it's semi biographical. Oh, well, then it's not about the Beanie Babies. It's about the Beanie Baby craze. That's a documentary. That's not a documentary. It's a a documentary. Bro. It's a... Shut up. I'm not doing this with you. Also, this thing's like 49%.
No, see? Oh, we can't watch it, y'all. It, it don't meet Samir's standards. But as soon as I say something don't meet my standards, because I don't have an interest in it, I've seen... It has a bug 90... What is your standard? It's close to a billion dollars. It has a bug 90 score, score of Rotten Tomatoes. That's why I hit your... That's why I'm attacking your taste of movies. It's what hitting all these marks, but you a little kid not want to eat your vegetables, because it's green. That's I what mean, it is. Avatar made a billion dollars. I expressed my disinterest in that. And yeah. Still, okay, once yeah. again, Samir... We can have a difference of a... Call him a goat, Bernard. Call him a goat. I'm not doing shit i walk up to this bitch right now. What about Gerda Gerwig? Call her a goat. She has never not missed. She has never not missed. Call her a goat. Call her a goat. She is the highest grossing woman in film right now. Call her a goat. Respect to... Put some respect on her name. I put respect on her name, but I'm not calling her a goat because, once again, goat is subjective. You, you can have more than a goat. It's a title now. Can we get back to the Fantastic Four? Yes. Vanessa Kirby. I'm excited for it. So, <laughs> Matt Smith, man. You let me down more and more every day since you stepped away from being a doctor. Okay. Why? What's wrong? So, uh, it was rumored that Matt Smith was um, tapped to be Reed Richards. In the Fantastic Four movie. Too old. Too old. <clears throat> yeah, he's too old. He's too old, but goddamn Joseph Quinn ain't too old to be Johnny Storm. No. How old not. is Matt Smith? Because I believe Matt 40? Okay. Robert Downey Jr. was cast as Tony Stark when he was. He was too old. Stop the cap. Bro, you know Don Cheadle's 50, right? Yeah. He look it. What did he say? <laughs> look, I'm just saying, they've been playing these characters for 15 years. It might be a time to recast some of them. Here we go again. I'm but just yeah. saying that hang on, he's 40 exactly on the dot. Called it. Alright, but look. So Matt Smith has been letting me down ever since he stepped away from the doctor. Samir, so since you already have his uh Wikipedia pulled up, can you please tell me some of the films he that he's been in? Or some of the books he's been in. What are you talking about? The last time Soho he was good in that. Uh The Crown. It's a award winning show. Uh Morris sucked, but that wasn't his fault. House of the Dragon. Wait, what's his problem? What's your problem? He's so in business. So you're just going to skip over Terminator Genesis, Morbius. Um, what else was I there? didn't. Oh, yeah. Terminator Genesis. Yeah, garbage. So what about it? So, and Morbius. He has more good than bad. I mean, I don't know anybody who watched it. So it, here's the problem. So you watch this shitty movie. So you you ripped on him for that. And I guess he had a walk-on role for um, Rise of Skywalker. So let's not talk about that. Last yeah, Night of Soho. Last Night of Soho. Did you watch that? Uh, I started it. I just never went back to it. Okay, it was good, you know. The Crown, obviously, you don't watch that. Yeah, and then House of the Dragon, you don't watch that. You know why? Because uh, fuck the Queen. Oh yeah, the monarchy. You can have a problem with the monarchy and still find the uh, the intrigue of, of court life um, intriguing, intriguing court life intriguing. Uh, Bro, riveting. Also there we go. Pride and Prejudice versus Zombies. Uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh yeah, he was in that. That movie was a. Uh, it was a. It was a terrible adaptation of the book. The book was actually pretty good. I'm sick and tired of them remix and books. Why? Wow, those those that book that was good. That was that was a good remix. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't, don't talk shit until you read the book. I read the book. It was good. He was also in a movie called The Unforgiven, which nobody saw. This movie only made one point four million dollars. That happens sometimes. It got a sixty eight. Samir didn't watch it. Why would I watch it? I don't know. 
it, it got a fresh review. I mean, you probably don't have to watch it. I, I don't have time to watch every positively reviewed movie, Bernard. I mean, I mean you seem like it sometimes. Yeah, you know no. why you don't got time? Because you're busy fucking sitting at your computer all day playing Diablo with your dick in your hand. I feel like this is a personal attack to me, Bernard, and I don't, I don't, I don't like it. All right, you take the bass out your voice, sir. Okay, I'm gonna drop four hours later. Yes, okay. It's gonna Over take you eight hours because you have to charge your car like every two hours. But um, so I yeah. got a gas vehicle here. I can drive down there real quick. Your dad, your stepfather ain't gonna. I mean, not your stepfather. Your father-in-law ain't gonna take his car for for uh, like, he like fuck out my face. But uh, yeah, so he said he didn't understand the role. Man, which role? Mr. Fantastic, go read some comic books. Not everyone, but that's the thing though. Like, Bernard, you need to get off comic book dick sometimes. It's like the one time someone got something to say, you you want to put that person on your shit list forever. It's no, like I'm not no, no, I'm not putting Matt Smith on my shit list forever. No, but every time someone has something to say about comic book movies as a no, whole, I mean, you gotta put me in shit. No, all the thing I'm saying is, bro, if you had any interest in the role. Read some comics. Catch up on. Get to understand the character. I mean, don't do what the Rock did. If he, no, don't do what the Rock did. Don't take. I mean, take the role and not do any research whatsoever. But you know, if if you legit just said, "Oh yeah, you know, I didn't get the character, so I wasn't interested," then cool. But it was just like, I don't know nothing about this man. Who was this man? Uh, okay, then he got other projects, man. Let the man. Does he have other projects? Cause yeah, he does. He got House of the Dragon. That's it. Okay, let's take up all this time. House of Dragon is a highly rated show. It pulls numbers. And guess, and guess what? It's not being filmed at the moment. No, so he's chilling. Yeah. So, I mean, shoot, no, nothing's getting filmed right now. What are you talking about? No, that that wasn't getting filmed before the strike. That's still being no. written. Yeah, and because of the writer strike, it's, it's it's halted probably. No, even before the strike, it was being written. So, hey, he could have took this role, signed on. Bro, the show started tw- uh, last year, 2022. All right? What are you talking about? It hasn't look, been written. Look, the way HBO has been going lately, they've been getting a little bit lazy with their TV shows. Unless it's a comedy, it ain't coming back within the course of a year. Because I think we even said House of the Dragon ain't coming back till 2024. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know who else could play Sue Storm. Um, I can't think of anybody. But that's a Kirby. That's it. Bam. Bro, stop Googling Vanessa Kirby. I'm not ooh, Vanessa Kirby. I'm uh You like man, Vanessa Kirby, you just turn it home. But like I said, didn't watch Goddamn. Did you even watch Hobbs and Shaw? What? Did you watch, Nobody watch Hobbs and Shaw? Now nah, that being said, she was probably the best part of that movie. The movie was good, dude. No, it wasn't. Once again, you didn't watch it. I don't know, Bernard. It wasn't for me. Okay, then that's good. Wait, she No, that ain't good. I saw her in The World to Come. It was an amazing movie. You probably watched Jupiter Ascending too, didn't you? I mean, at one point, yeah, I, I watched it, a, you know, a ton of years ago. It was terrible. Mm. Uh, why? why? What's, what's funny is it could have been good if it got, the, the, the script got retooled. It had the bones of a good idea. It's just they didn't land it, and it was just all kinds of just terrible. Bones don't mean nothing. But um, also, guys. Bones means a lot. So we talked about them last week, and we figured out how uh, they're going to make these controllers smell like pizza. So basically, it's just oh, an essential yeah. oil diffuser. Which, it makes sense, because I don't want the, the control itself 
to have that thing. So yeah, I would prefer to have this as opposed to, you know, the whole thing's going like weird plastic and then it fades over time. And <laughs> tell my man, all them toys that gave, probably gave us cancer. What's wrong with you? They do. It's like them little scented plastic toys. Hell no. All right. So we're going to get into the, the the big thing that happened this past week before either one of us forget, because I'm pretty sure Samir almost forgot. So I forget nothing. Sony has reshuffled their entire film schedule for next year. Bad Boys 4 will now be coming out June 14th of next year. Uh, the sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife will be moving from December 20th of this year to March 29th of next year. All right. Uh, Venom 3 is scheduled for July 12th, 2024. Boo. Craven the Hunter is moving from October 6th of this year to August 30th of 2024. More a boo. And the one that really broke our hearts, the one that made us say why, we know why, but come on. We know why. Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse is delayed indefinitely. It'll be back, but it's going to take a while. So... Yeah, guys, uh, get right pay your here. writers and your VFX and your animators. Pay them well and just forgot, make money. You forgot actors. Did I? Yes. Yes, actors too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, guys, get ready for this. Come out in like 2028. Nah, I'll say 2026. You think it's two years? Out? Yeah, two years. You think it's going to be two years? Yeah, two and a half years. I can see it. Because, bro, uh, one of the heads of the animation. Uh, department said this movie ain't gonna be ready till 2025-2026 I just called it yeah no that was before the strikes look if they hash this shot out in the next couple months just give the people what they want they're not asking for the moon alright you don't need three yachts I hate yacht people yacht people suck if you own a yacht I don't like you already so if you know I was somehow what orcas that orcas so, I support the Orca, the Orca Uprising. I'm pro-Orca Uprising. Sink so, them all. Quick fucking cut me off. So, <clears throat> if I somehow got a yacht for free, you wouldn't ride sell on a yacht? It. No, sell it. I would sell you. Sell it, pocket the money, invest it. You don't need a goddamn yacht. Can you fuel a yacht, Bernard? You know how much it costs to fuel a boat? You know you can get ethanol-free gasoline at the home. Um, what you call it, right? The gas station, right? Maybe a couple hundred dollars. But hey, if you gotta ask, you it's too much. If you can't, you gotta ask. You can't I didn't ask. It. I made an assumption on the price you asked. Nah, that's not expensive. So um, I don't think we got any more stories, dude. Yeah, we do. We do. Stop jumping the gun. Okay, so Mosu Gundam, the Witch from Mercury. Oh boy, Bandai Namco stepped in it. So if you didn't know. The Witch for Mercury was a uh, dark horse, a bit of a wild card when they announced this series, and people were hyped for it. So this marks, and this this series is long. I mean long. I'm talking like this is 40 years, okay? This series has been running since 0079. The, the Gundam series has been reigning supreme in the mecha genre, right? Never have they ever had a female protagonist. Well, not this time. Bam, female protagonist. Off rip. And then they doubled down further. Female protagonist. Female love interest. What? Crazy. And then the show comes out, and you can tell Bandai was scared. They thought this was going to fail. So it, it wasn't as long as the, as, as the average Gundam series. It gave us two seasons, and then it was done, right? And then people were like, yo, we want more. But And the, and the merchandise is selling off the, off the rack. Like, it's 
is doing well, right? Bandai screws pooch. They and then and then they double down further with their failure to recognize the the, the, the potential of this project by by doing something real stupid. So the voice actress were in a interview slash podcast and they were going around there and they uh they said uh you know they referenced them being wives, right? Because spoiler and then in the series they get married and they have rings and they and they, they you know they they do the thing, right? Well, they said, oh yeah, wife, blah blah, blah romance, whatever, right? They referenced it, mm-hmm. and uh, then the uh, the issue is that there's two versions of this interview, and that people are asking, well, hey, why there's two versions of this interview? What's going on? Well, they used that second interview that didn't have the reference to the romance as the main one, and Bandai was trying to walk back the decision to make them gay. They wanted to un- they wanted to walk back the gayness. They wanted to make it leave it up to the interpretation of the audience. And we was like, nah, you better not. Okay? And basically everyone's throwing tomatoes at Bandai Napco right now before being a bunch of cowards and not double not um you know owning this uh this lovely little ship here that they themselves made into the damn series. Like it's so gay. It's lovely and it's gay. And now they want they won't accept it. Okay. Anyways, people are pissed at Bandai Napco right now uh, over this, and they need, they need to come out and say, "We sorry, oops, we're dumb." And just why can't why can't businesses, corporations, and companies just just own their mistakes? Sounds good. Yeah, but they don't. Exactly. So once again, don't watch the show. I mean, I already watched the show. I got a T-shirt for the show because the, the merch was fire. So stop watching the show. Probably. It's already done. It's already done, Bernard. It's just we're insulted that they they, they trashed one Wait, of the, the best. The show is gun- completely done. Yeah, it had two seasons and it's done. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought it was you know a continuing. No, nah, but it's still it's still insulting. They need to be told because the, the issue is the the, the merchandise is still going to be far reaching. If people don't want to buy the merchandise for this show they because don't buy of the merch. boycott, that's all I can say. Right, exactly. That's what's going to probably going to happen. People are going to be mad and not buy the merch, and it's going to hurt their sales. Just, just say you're sorry. All right, say you're sorry. You guys said us. I got another story. Um, yeah, I actually do because I forgot about this one. So, um, we actually got confirmation that Gal Gadot will be returning for Wonder Woman three, which, which is surprising. So, yeah. So the internet is in a bit of a tizzy because they like, yo, you fired Henry Cavill because he's old, and Gal Gadot is two years younger than um, Henry, but. James Gunn never said he fired Henry because he was forty, so I don't get where this is coming from. I think he got. I think Henry got caught up in that nonsense. Uh, it, it wasn't it the nonsense from um, from freaking uh, Shazam and uh, Black Adam? That was that, that's what got him fired, right? I don't. We don't know. We just know that James Gunn said that hey, I'm working on a Superman movie, and he ain't it. That's it. I like the new guy, the the guy they read first. Can you talk about him, by the way. Yes, we talked about it like three weeks. Okay, ago. I like the new guy. Okay, so look, here, look here. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm saying this now for pretty much the last fucking time. Okay, go on. Slap, stop it. Go on. I'm I'm listening. Stop it. You're looking like your wife right now. Stop it. Go on. Listen to. Also, my wife doesn't have Tourette's. What are you talking about? Why are you looking at my wife right now? You don't look like you having this having Tourette's. You don't look like you have Tourette's. Listen to the fucking podcast, so I don't have to repeat myself on shit we talked about three, four I weeks ago. I don't listen to podcasts, but no. Well, you go do it now. I'm gonna get on you. I'm gonna tell your wife. 
I am a I am an interesting person. I don't listen to fuck. So that was okay. a fucking lie. So you just shit on all our listeners. Okay. So I don't know what to talk about. So I'm guys, not, I, oh. I, I, I guess this is the last episode because you know our listenership is gonna drop now to completely like two. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I I, I I just don't look at my own work. You know who, who else doesn't do that? Um, shoot, someone. A big actor does not watch their own films. I'm trying well, to compare yourself to no big actor because you are a man. Want to say wearing a Call of Duty shirt? Who don't even play Call of Duty? Make that make sense? Why you got a Call of Duty shirt? I just realized that. I played Black Ops before. It's not the bullshit. <laughs> you fucking liar, liar. What are you talking about? I play Black Ops, dude. Oh, fuck my back. Yeah, I don't know why you did that. No, my back is. Why are you so sure? Why are you so sure I never played Black Ops? When have you played Black Ops, Amir? Please, it's talking about. Please inform us. I've logged a crap ton of hours in Black Ops Three. Well, you got on a Black Ops Four shirt. So how many hours? Your point. You acting like I can't wear a shirt. I don't believe you, dude. Because I've known you for like almost twenty years. You have never talked about Call of Duty. Uh, of course, I never talk about it, but I did play a lot, dude. I played when everyone was playing Modern Warfare Two on three sixty and logging on those hours. What do you think I was doing logging on those hours? Jerking your dick. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. that and also playing Call of Duty. Can anyone corroborate this? Oh wow! I mean, I could pull up my uh, three sixty uh, achievement list. I didn't play it on PC, so obviously it's not going to be there. But it doesn't matter. Why does it matter? It's it's not like it's a hard thing to do to take a game, buy it, and put it into a gaming console. Like, oh my god, it's a big accomplishment. I gotta I gotta prove I did that. Yep. Okay. Um, you got any more stories that you want me to? You want to get in your last story, then we are gonna get in these Doctor Who episodes. All right, Zack Snyder wants a uh, uh, sucker punch director's cut, and. I don't know why you uh Bernard. Like what, what's what's wrong with that? Because Sucker Punch is what? Fifteen years old at this point? Yeah. I, like, bro, if you was gonna do it He had they had the they had the unedited footage, they can just recut the film. Yeah, and guess what? You know who owns that footage? Who? Warner Brothers. Oh yeah. He, 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 nah, that's that ties are severed. And Sucker Punch is uh, 12 years old. It came out in 2011. Yeah, I should rewatch this movie. I know it's terrible. Because, I, I don't know. Let's see if it holds up. I'm you just sure. said it was terrible, Samir. It is oh. terrible, but it's still fun. See, this is why when you say stuff like this, Logo calls me and just, you know, it's like, why would he say that? It's just like say what it, the movie is fun in some regards. It's not like it's a it's not like it's a terrible, awful, uh, torturous watch. The movie is fun in a lot of angles. It's reason you know it has some appeal. Now it's not a good movie. It's dumb. You know I want to see if it holds up. What's the what's the issue with that? What, I'm sorry. What, what's the problem? What don't you get? I just don't get you sometimes, man. I'm no, well, try, ask the question. You okay, don't so, yes, Samir. Do you like this movie? I like things about it. What's the issue, Bernard? And what's the issue? I, I'm, I'm sorry. What? The, why aren't you getting? 
No, I don't. I don't care anymore. Let's get into. No, this. you do. No, 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 nigga. No, no, nut up. Go ahead. Continue that question. What's what's the issue? What don't you get about that statement about liking certain aspects of something and not liking certain aspects of the same thing? So you, is that a problem? So you just gonna what? Fast forward to the parts of the movie that you like? No, yeah, just watch the whole movie. Once again, why would you rewatch something that you didn't like? Because you like certain parts of it. Like, perfect example, you said you don't like Man of Steel. You fast forward to the end with the fights. No, I mean, I'll, I can watch all of Man of Steel. I've done that. I've, had, I've watched that movie at least three to four times. That movie's not good. <laughs> also, just so you know. I can sit here and say, okay, I enjoyed this movie, but X, Y, and Z, and yeah, it's not a good movie. All right? All right. Just say, I mean, I, I can sit there and critically look at things that I enjoy to some degree. I'm not like you. I'm just saying, it's a good movie. Is it though? Mm, is it, Bernard? You just going to gloss over all the nonsense? It is like, me. Okay, yeah, it's you, but just the thing. You, you, you just, you got blinders on when you look at stuff. Samir, here's the thing. Unlike you, I don't give a shit of other people's opinions are on movies. No, we're not talking about opinions. That's what you always do that. This is me talking, sir. Okay? You always do that. I can sit there and point out things that I think are deficient in the movie, okay? Alright? And tell you that it's a bad movie. Okay. Yeah, but you don't do that. That's what I'm saying. You see there, yes, I like it, and it's and it's, it's, it's gold. It's nothing wrong with it. It's totally awesome. It shits rainbows. No, sir. Look Samir, at critically. Yes. Samir, I've gone over issues with movies. TMNT. We were just talking about that. You swear that movie is gold. Beginning to end. Yes, I like the movie. I didn't. Yeah, see any but faults. there's nothing wrong with it. It's a perfect ten. Perfect ten. I didn't see any faults with the movie. Rewatch it. See what you critically look at that movie. Okay. I'm just saying. They come back. In fact, you know what, audience, we're gonna rewatch that movie and review uh, uh, the new one that's coming out. We'll have both of those for the next time. So we doing three reviews next week. Three. What's the third one? Doctor Who. We'll squeeze in. We'll, I mean, Doctor Who's a rewatch. We'll squeeze that in too. It's all a right? rewatch slash introduction to you. But we got, we got. Yeah, I saw those episodes. Everyone's seen Doctor Who once a time. Come on now. Ain't, ain't something new. You, all right? Yeah, up until up until like episode 10, you like, oh, this happened? Nah, you, you think I'm a. You, you, you swear I'm. Samir, you didn't finish yeah. Eccleston. You didn't finish You're right. Eccleston. I did. I did. But you. you you're going to be disappointed, Bernard, about my reaction, okay? I don't know if I'm a Whovian. I keep telling you this. <laughs> All right? All right. Well, then, then your wife is going to have to jump on for the 60th anniversary then. Uh, sure. All right. She's the Whovian in the house. Yes. All right. So, guys, we are going to talk about the first three episodes of the 2005 revival of Doctor Who by Russell T. Davies, which stars Christopher Eccleston as the ninth Doctor and Billy Piper as Rose Tyler. So... What are your, I mean, obviously it was 2005, the BBC, the channel was very cheap, so CGI is not really good, even for also, 2005. Oh, I like that they explained a lot of the leaps and logics, like how everyone has a, a, a British accent from the north. It's like, okay, the TARDIS rewinder branch, he just, that's what she hears. Okay, fine. You know? I, I will take that, alright? Because no, I'm like, why no. does everyone talk, why does everyone have an accent? Yes. Okay. So yes, the TARDIS didn't rewrite her brain for the doctor. No, that's what he did. No, no he rewrote it for the aliens. Yes. Yes. Yes, and that's one of the things I like about the TARDIS. And and when it comes to the TARDIS, there's a lot. 
that's very weird about that. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of Deus Ex Machina uh, loophole fillers in the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, and, and you find out so much more about the TARDIS when when we get to Series 4, and if we continue going after Tenet's uh, run, I mean, that's up to Samir. Um, there's a lot going on with Amy and Rory and the TARDIS. But, um, so yeah, what are your thoughts on the first three episodes? Because the first episode, obviously, we get an introduction of the Doctor, who we haven't seen since... Uh, Universal almost basically killed the character because they did a uh, made-for-TV movie. Uh, yeah, why did Universal ever do that? Let's say the story behind that movie. Okay, so the story. Movie. So the story with that was Doctor Who didn't air over here. Okay, so it wasn't on PBS like Red Dwarf or Mr. Bean. Right. And the BBC. Right. Oh, shot the Red Dwarf, by the way. Yes, the the BBC, the channel, was trying to revitalize Doctor Who. So basically, this was going to be a TV series that starred Paul McGann, who I know from uh, Luther. What else have I seen Paul McGann in? And I feel like I'm saying the wrong name, but I'm pretty sure it's Paul McGann. I, uh, uh, pretty sure I spelled his name wrong. Yeah, it's McGann. All right, so uh, yeah, Luther. Oh, lesbian vampire killers? All right, uh, let me go to his biography real quick. So, I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, he was in Alien 3. Uh, the Three Musketeers with, uh, who's that? Yeah, Chris O'Donnell, the Disney one. Uh, Catherine the Gate. Uh, the Great. I'm sorry, not the Gate. Um, oh, Catherine the Great, yeah. Yeah. Agatha, Agatha Crispy's Marple. Uh, Ripper Street. But yeah, so it was supposed to be a film with him. And Eric Roberts as the master, who is another time lord, who we will eventually get into uh, in later seasons, who is also a time lord. So, yeah. So, basically, they were trying to bring Doctor Who back and make it appeal to a U.S. audience. And it got good reviews, but, I mean, um, the viewership, not so much. I mean, I think I would have watched this in 96 when it came out, if I knew about it, because I think it aired on Fox. You know what I remember airing on Fox in the 90s? That was a made-for-TV movie that was supposed to be a backdoor pilot for a show. Uh, Generation X. Remember that? I think we had this conversation before. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Live-action X-Men backdoor pilot. I think Emma Frost was in it, Sebastian. Um, Did they even... um, Nope, it didn't come to fruition. No, did they even reference the... uh, The main X-Men, like... Sky. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't fucking remember. That was ninety. Like that was in the nineties. But yeah. So uh, he is fresh off of his war, which takes place in between that film and this series, which we will also get to when we get to the fiftieth anniversary of Doctor Who. And he meets a, a a nice girl who works in a shop by the name of Rose Tyler. Uh, what? What was that? I'm I'm looking at the stills for Generation X. It's bad. It's yeah. bad. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the first episode? Well, I mean, once I get, once I adjust my brain to the low res, uh, uh, you know, special effects of the two thousand aughts and um, and the film quality, it, it was fine. I mean. Again, I, I I don't know. I think I just have an issue with Eccleston's doctor overall. The the um he's he's got to be the less quirkiest doctor that we've ever had. He really like, is. 
I mean, yeah. unless you want to go back to the old days with like the first three doctors. And even if they had, they all kooky in their own way. It just no, no. First doctor, he was old and serious. Second doctor, he was. It was either the second or the third one. One motherfucker played the flute. I don't remember. I don't know. One dude had a cape that he always wore, even though it was hot as balls. The other dude had the, the scarf. What was it Tim something? The scarf guy, uh, the long yeah. scarf. I know who you're talking about. I think that's that's Tom Baker. I think he's Tom the- Baker. I'm tripping. Yeah, that's my wife's favorite one. Tom Baker's my wife's favorite. Everybody like Tom the- Baker because they want that fucking scarf. I mean, it's, it's it drags. Like, what is that? But yeah. go do it. Do you, man? Do you? That's kooky. I like it. And it's like the Eccleston comes in with his edgy uh, leather trench coat. And I don't know. I just don't feel it from him and his betrayal of the, of the doctor. He's just going with the flow, which is fine. It's kind of, eh, I don't know. He's not as visually uh, uh, interesting as the other doctors, in my opinion. Like, you have you have Capaldi with his mad scientist look going on. You have Matt Smith with his kooky little bow tie and his dorky, uh, just dorky look. Freaking, yeah, Jody Whitaker's whole deal was just downright goofy. Yeah, Loved it, right? Right? And then it's like, and then you had Tennant, and it's like, Tennant, his, his whole character is just, you know, actually, funny story, we were watching Good Omens, and good God, his, he's a character, his physical acting is just on another level, okay? Oh, you didn't get that from Harry Potter and the Gobbler Fire, Barty Crouch Jr.? Hello, Father. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it's like, he's in this role. It's like, so, he, I, I, I just didn't get that. Not to say that Hepkinson's a bad actor. He's, a, he's okay. He's good. It's just that There's the way they act. Dark world. That wasn't his fault. The way they asked him to act and the character and how they wrote him, I just wasn't finding him as visually interesting as the doctor. And that's what kind of made me fall out of love with him. If that's my that's my critique of the whole three episodes, honestly. <laughs> and if you honest, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go that deep with it, but that's kind of what I felt about it. Yeah. So going back and rewatching the show because um. Someone who, a, a former friend got me onto this show and he let me borrow his DVDs because I don't think they remastered Doctor Who in the Blu-ray. And um, I literally burned through like the first, I think he gave me the first two series uh, to watch. And I burned through Eccleston and then I just hopped straight to Tenet and I finished it in a week. And this was, this was, I want to say like 2014, 2015. It was like around the time I started doing Comics Radar. Um, shout out to John Campbell. And, um, bro, I caught up to the point where, you know, like when like series, I want to say seven or eight, it's like one of Smith's seasons, like started to air on TV. I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm caught up, let's go. So like I was literally burning through that in like, you know, weeks. Okay. Okay. Pause. Sorry. So actually this is a, you might enjoy this. So for $499, you could own seasons up to, I think Matt Smith. With so they a, did the big box set. With the yeah, it's all Blu-ray with yeah. the with the set of screwdriver. Yeah, but whose screwdriver is it? Um, you have to be just that. Uh, blue, blue tip. I, there's a blue tip. Yeah, I think there's blue tip. So that's uh, Eccleston Tenant. They had the same Sonic. Oh yeah, that's probably what. Because uh, Matt Smith was green and it kind of like had, had like a claw thing, so it would, it would shoot up and extend out. But um, yeah, so yeah, uh, going back to the show, I'm really starting to uh, get reminded as to why I like I love Doctor Who because I mean, like I said, I was rooting for Jodie Whittaker, but them but them seasons, they weren't hitting. 
And that's, you know, a writer, writing team's fault, showrunner, because usually every doctor gets a different showrunner. So when um, Eccleston left, Russell T. Davies stayed as the showrunner. But when Tennant left, uh, Stephen Moffat took over. And when Moffat left, um, and when Moffat and Capaldi left, that's when Jodie Whittaker took over with Chris Chibnall. So um, I mainly know Chris Chibnall for writing dramas like Broadchurch, uh, which also starred David Tennant. And um, it, it just wasn't hitting. But um, so, yeah, rewatching these first three episodes, I was like, OK, I'm down. I'm cool. Let's go. I'm back in it. I'm back in there like swimwear. So first episode was amazing. Like I said, um, my only issue, like going back and watching this episode was like, bro. Um, really, Living Plastic, that's where y'all wanted to go with y'all first episode? But overall, it was good, and the second episode was the same. I mean, we went to, like, the year three billion and saw the end of the world, and we saw the last human, uh, the last living human being, Cassandra O'Brien, which is basically a lump of skin to be moisturized, and it was fucked up what she did to the to the black lady who was basically made out of wood. <laughs> well, she, she, I mean, there was a lot of people who died, too, wasn't just a, a hot black lady who was a tree. Tree I, know. Lady. I know. She also uh she didn't kill the face of Bo. Bo didn't die, did he? No, but no, he got boiled a little bit, but he was fine. Yeah. Um the blue guy in the chair died. Yeah, the blue guy in the chair uh, died. The steward died. Yeah. And um and the the one worker lady who yeah. had a conversation with Rose, had a very nice conversation with her up, and then she got she got murdered. You know, poor lady. Yeah, and um, then we got the third episode, which was a uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it, The Ghost Lights or something, yeah. Yeah. It takes place in Victoria, England, and we actually come across our first actual person from um, history, Charles Dickens. Yeah. And, uh, and this episode actually starts to set up a bunch of stuff that will come back later on in the season. So keep in mind, just try to remember Bad Wolf's Smear, okay? Because you're going to start to see that a lot. Because remember when um, the one lady was talking to Rose, and she was like, you're the Bad Wolf, and you know, so on and so forth? You're going to cause like the end of time or something like that. I can't remember what all she said. But just try to keep Bad Wolf in the back of your brain. Okay? All right. But yeah, so uh, that one was a very slow episode. I never really liked that episode. I mean, yeah, it was fast paced and everything, but it still just felt slow to me. As far as like an episode where, you know, you actually get a, a person from history. Man, if we get the Matt Smith and we get to that Vincent Van Gogh episode, if you don't cry, you're a monster, man. That's all I got to say. Because Tony Curran, you know, the Invisible Man from uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he was yes. also uh, Jamie Jamie Murray. Ain't that your girl? Jamie Murray? Pretty yes. Chick. Yeah, she, her husband on Defiance. That oh! Man. Yeah. Oh, he was also in Secret Invasion. That's right. He was the girl who got shot in the leg in the last episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, did a good fucking job with Vincent Van Gogh. Like, anyone watches that episode, you're going to cry. But, um, so yeah, guys, uh, that is pretty much a one-sided review because I don't know what the hell Samir's doing because this whole screen just went black. Just what? No. <laughs> Looking on shit over here. You ain't chime in on the third I episode. did chime in. I gave my, my, I gave my opinion of Eccleston and why I had a hard time getting into the season. I'm so I didn't mean for it to go that deep, but... I mean, yo, let the, let the chick fry. She suck. All right. Oh man, my next, I'm gonna bleach my blood vessels. Like, okay, <laughs> like 
And then, and then she had everything wrong. Like, yo, that, that had me tripped out. Like, she's going to say... Oh, yeah, uh, the, the iPod and brought a big-ass record player. Yeah, the freaking jukebox. And then it was like, then they uh, then they, they started dropping uh, Toxic by Britney Spears. That was dope. Yeah. I think it was 2005, man. Britney was on the top of the world. She Ooh. went out here talk, uh, going full care and talking about, yeah, I tapped a seven-foot uh, dude on the shoulder and he hit me in the face. I mean, she should have... I don't know if she's got shot hit in the face. That I'm not gonna say she got hit in the face. She didn't. She hit herself in the face. Do you, okay, so we 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 gonna talk about something that's not nerve related for a quick minute before we get out of here. What the heck happened? I thought I thought his yeah. bodyguard smacked her. No, his bodyguard pushed her hand away, so she hit herself. But you can't stop your hand if somebody push you. No, I mean, I'm, depends on how much force is in it. I mean, bro, if that was the case, she would have flown. She would have got flown across the room. No, if he if he threw her hand back and no, she couldn't he stop swatted, it, he swatted it basically. Damn, they didn't know Britney Spears. That's messed up. It was a casino in Vegas. She just, bro, she looked like a crazy person. She just, I mean, all right, <laughs> I gotta find a sound bike for some when you know one of us say something problematic. So Britney's still a little on hints, dude. Have you not seen her Instagram? No. She just be in her house. With the running eye makeup, with the smoky eye look, and just randomly dancing like every single day. Look, let her leave her alone. She's been she's been doing enough. Okay, Chris Crocker. But look, all I'm saying is she could have made that man lose his NBA contract. He just got um signed. I think he was the number one draft pick. Bro, dude's a French kid from uh he's he's a seven foot French kid. That's, that's tall. <laughs> yeah. So how you tap your shoulder, Brittany? You like all of five foot two. I mean, if she go all the way up, she might she, tap it. No. You might tap the bottom of his shoulder blade. But no, no not his shoulder. Brittany ain't got a Brittany ain't got a Brittany ain't got a fucking three foot um wingspan. Yeah, look up how tall Britney Spears is real quick. All right, she is uh, five four. She is short. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I I'm trying to do the math in my head. I don't think she she might be able to. Shut Bro, up. The video. If she fully extended her arm straight up, and she's sitting next to him. She might be able to tap the top of his shoulder. Yeah, but they were walking. So yeah. Video, that, so, so the video came out. She got. To, she tapped the middle of his back. That's how high she got. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So on that note, guys, we are going to call it a wrap. So this is Bernard, aka the Scarlet Spider, and this is Samir, the King in Black, and we are the Angry Blurs Podcast. Uh, join us next time. Same Blur channel, same Blur network. All right, guys. Try, next time, I'll try to give a preliminary review of the first, uh, the next three episodes. The first few hours of Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, shit. All right. So, guys, next week, uh, I already talked to her. She's going to try. Your favorite streamer will be coming back, possibly, to join us for a review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. So, I did speak to Ryan, and she said she's going to try to watch the movie, and, you know, hopefully she can join us. Yes. So, guys, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Give us some watches on uh, YouTube. Uh, you can see Samir just stare absentmindedly at his computer 
and not look at me at all, like throughout this entire podcast. But no, I'm always looking at you. You know you're important to me. Shut up, bro. Samir, tell the people bye. Stay classy. And stay frosty, guys. All right. Peace. Ah, fuck my back.